Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. the long box guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me as always are some of my very best friends since i was a very little kid mike manny how you doing and what are you drinking i'm doing fine and i'm drinking a diet dr pepper because i'm on a shit ton of medicine right now that is awesome Josh, how are you doing, my friend, and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm about to try a new beer from Evil Genius, and it is called Stacy's Mom. Ooh, I hear that. It's a Citra IPA, and the uh, you haven't tried Stacy's Mom yet. We've been brewing this Citra hopped IPA for years, and she ain't no basic bitch. I'm All right. My mom is not a basic bitch. So we're about to give this a shot right now. Let's, first let's time see the face, baby. It's good or bad. Mason jar. All right. You good? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, folks. Hey, my mom is okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not going to kill anyone. It's okay. The C plus of adjectives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I am drinking some Suntory whiskey tonight. Ooh, how are you doing, Tommy? What are you drinking? I'm doing all right. I'm drinking a uh, glass full of uh, scotch. There it is, right there. It's delicious. My wife poured it for me. My ice creams are kind of melted. I, I just noticed that uh, right next to me is also I have uh, lube and super glue, uh, and they look the same. You know why? Because I like to live dangerously. I'm right there together. I should not do that. <laughs> Stacy, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great. I <laughs> am drinking water out of the head of plastic frankenstein's monster plastic frankenstein's monster a classic monster a character that'll live through the ages not speaking of which this week we're talking about cosmonaut because tommy wanted to <laughs> cosmonaut is i a love character. cosmonaut oh for the love of god this is gonna be a tommy uh a heavy episode so if you guys want to tune out now that's fine tommy <laughs> So there's hardly anything written about Cosmonaut because there's hardly any comics with Cosmonaut in it. As far as I can tell, the earliest appearance of Cosmonaut seems to be Suicide Squad, Volume 5, The Black Vault, Number 4, Beat on the Brat. You are correct. Cosmonaut, for those people that don't know. What? Who created this atrocity? Uh, I don't know. I looked that up. I'm going to upgrade this a little bit. Man, the bouquet is pretty nice. Alright, keep going, Tommy. Josh likes it before he drinks it. Yeah. I got my nose in there. Gave some time. Really nice. It was written by Rob Williams and penciled by Jim Lee with inks by Scott Williams and Jonathan Glampod. All right, so the people who don't know what Cosmonaut is or even looks like, you're going to have to 
just saying where you've seen him doesn't do him justice. What does so, he look like? Cosmonaut is a Russian character. He is a person with a giant claw hammer for a head. And his superpower is that he can hit people with his giant claw hammer of a head. Really hard. And really hard. Really hard. And uh, mostly when he talks, he talks a peanut. Harder he has no words in his word bubble. It is just a peanut. Imagery. He's mostly misunderstood. Totally misunderstood. <laughs> and about how many issues does he appear in? Uh, probably about a dozen Suicide Squad issues. Uh, but he does kind of, you know, he is pretty effective against General Zod. He takes out, a, he does have a pretty hard hit against General Zod in, uh, in some of those Suicide Squad issues. So so he is a formidable character if he can get up close and hit them with his head. Hits like a hammer. So do we know like how hammer. A metaphorical hammer. Yeah. A foreplay would be cool. That hits Zod really hard. Like yeah. harder than you think. <laughs> Like, we've seen Zod get hit, and then you see him get hit, and you think, that was harder than I thought. Yeah. Do, do we know how he got his powers? No. Do we know why he's a Russian guy who got shot into space in the first place? No. Do we know why he talks in a language that could be just described as the uh, drawing of a peanut in a, thought bu- in a word bubble? I don't. Good talking to you, Tommy. Hasn't found the right writer yet. Who's the right writer, Mister Peanut? Stanley. Stanley. Planet Earth. Stanley. Planters. All right, you guys are not giving Planters. this character. This character is a character that is so underused, uh, but he is perfect. He is the chair-faced Chippendale of the Suicide Squad. A character, a, a character that when you see him, you forever will know who Cosmonaut is. And when he has the interactions with the other members of the Suicide Squad, you can't really tell uh, because the letterer for this uh, comic just would draw a little peanut, right? And so you never know if that's just the letterer giving up and just saying this is some sort of foreign language, or this is Russian, or this is just the language that this thing speaks. We He's kind of like the Groot of the Suicide Squad, because he just says peanut, but people seem to understand what he says. But he doesn't say peanut. Well, he just has that picture of a peanut in his word bubble, but people seem to understand what he says. Yeah, he's like the hieroglyphics of of the entire uh, the entire squad. Like he doesn't really say anything, but somehow he manages to communicate through some kind of imagery, which we can't determine whether or not it's verbal or or some other effect of his power. Personally, I like to think of it as sort of a a static symbol. They just the 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 emanating repercussions of his hammer strike against people, those wet sound waves uh, give people some sort of interpretation as to Cosmonaut's meaning. And all of this is utter and total bullshit, but I just like saying something in this podcast without knowing nothing. Well, no, that is actually a very possible uh, explanation of what's going on because we really get no explanation. I love the fact that people react to what he quote-unquote says 
when really we have no idea if they're just pretending they understand what he says because a lot of the members of the Suicide Squad are insane. So Harley Quinn having a conversation with a guy who doesn't speak any English but pretends to know what he's referring to makes total sense. Uh, He was a bad guy, kind of, uh, when he originally appeared, although he's more like a a member of the Russians' version of the Suicide Squad. Um, If you want to see what he looks like, good luck trying to Google Cosmonaut, because Google will constantly say, you mean cosmonaut. Cosmonaut. No, fuck you, Google. I do not mean cosmonaut. Uh, I know how that's to spell. Quotes are, that's what quotations are for, people. And let me uh, also add that uh, trying to find, like, a background or a Wikipedia is fruitless because if you put cosmonaut, DC Suicide Squad, you just get a list, a, a list of issues that he's been in and pretty much nothing else. You do find a few images if you do that, but uh, that's about it. And why are we talking about him? Because we are on a suicide squad kick. And also, this is LT's favorite member of the suicide squad because he should be a member of the stupid supervillains and why we love them. Uh, Speaking of which, you're going to be doing that presentation at uh, uh, Pensacon, right, Tom? I will be, Josh. Thank you for putting that up as your background, by the way. If anybody's watching us on YouTube, uh, you can see that Josh just put that up on his background, what the, this fellow looks like. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I will be doing Stupid Supervillains and that we love at uh, Pentagon coming up. Cosmonaut did not make the uh, cut because I don't love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we move on and talk about other things, there's one other question I wanted to talk about, and that is... Uh, there's a slight similarity to this character and a character I really do love, which is Andy the Android. Uh, I don't really see any similarities between them except they're they're both got a square black head and they're both nonverbal. Uh, Andy the Android probably communicates through telepathy. That's been heavily implied sometimes, but we don't know for certain. Does anyone see that at all or is it just me being crazy? I think that's just you being crazy. I mean, I yeah, all right. I think you're diminishing Cosmonaut. Uh, Because I love Andy, the awesome android, uh, as much as the next guy. But Cosmonaut has the potential to be an amazing character. And I thought he was really good in the Suicide Squad. That run of the Suicide Squad is not great. But Cosmonaut is by far the best part of that run of Suicide Squad. Damn, you're make me read this, this run, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, it's kind so of worth it. This, you, tell so you don't, we really don't know the joy that is Cosmonaut. Don't. I wish my eyes emitted lasers that could kill over Skype sometimes. <laughs> don't this, this comic is- shame him, LT. <laughs> uh, but I haven't read it, and uh, Cosmonaut never really seemed like something that, that hooked me. But, but you know, I'll give it a shot. He will. I mean, the, the, I say it's not a great series because Suicide Squad is basically a, a lead-in for a Superman story. 
like the whole thing where uh, spoiler for anybody who does plan on reading all eight or nine or twelve issues of Cosmonaut, uh, it all centers around General Zod and General Zod becoming a member, sort of, of the Suicide Squad. Uh, I am really surprised Cosmonaut survived his encounter with Zod. <laughs> that's he's tough. That's the most amazing thing of all. I mean, he he got a couple of good hits on Zod, yeah. Without without really sustaining any damage, and Zod felt it. And Zod felt it. That was it. the most he, important mm-hmm. thing. He affected like anyone can get Zod. a shot on Zod because Zod just wants to stand there and take it. Yeah. But Cosmod actually hit him, and Zod was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Did that guy with the hammerhead <laughs> just hit me? I think I think I felt something. This isn't going to go well for him. And of course, it did not. <laughs> Which implies that Cosmonaut could uh, stagger Superman. Yeah, I think in James Gunn's next Suicide Squad, we might see Cosmonaut. That would be beautiful. I mean, he, I mean, he, visually, he is an elegant character, right? Like he's he's an interesting character to look at. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I mean, elegant from a comic book perspective, not. Not yeah. he's not a ballet dancer. He's not a he's not in the Russian ballet. But he's a character where you're like, oh, that's intriguing and different, and I don't understand what's going on. But I'm happy to look at it as long as it's interesting. And which is the same situation we get from King Shark in the new movies for people who are not familiar with the Suicide Squad or King Shark, right? So you see, sort of like the the first admixture of the uh, the new the new trailers for the movies and King Shark, you're like. If you saw the first movie and you had any interest in the ending or that it was ever going to happen again, and you see the new one, you see King Shark, you're like, I like sharks. That guy looks cool. That's the, that's, that's the cosmonaut vibe, right? He, he gets the people who aren't in, who aren't, uh, aren't reading every comic or, or are trying to, to root out every, every little nugget they can get from comic books, right? So you see him on screen, and you see him ding Superman in the face, and Superman feel it. You're like, that dude with the hammer face? He just dinked Superman. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. And let me say one other thing about Cosmonaut as a positive. Artists um, challenging themselves to ex- uh, to draw somebody to put such expression on the faces that a nonverbal character can communicate what he's feeling is a big challenge. And I think the artist who does the Suicide Squad, and I forgive me for not knowing his name, but I think he does a really good job on Cosmonaut of expressing feelings on a flat face like that. And uh, the only other thing I could think of like that in comics is Jericho from the Teen Titans. George Perez purposely wanted to challenge himself, so he created a nonverbal character so that his artwork would have to reflect the character's emotions at all times, making it uh, more vivid and also wreaking havoc with every artist who followed him trying to <laughs> to to do that because George Perez was just a fucking phenomenal artist and could do that. Which is probably why Jericho's never been any good at, since uh, George Perez's run on the Titans. <laughs> yeah. 
That's true. I, yeah. I did. I did love that part of that character at Jericho. Yeah, I mean, so in the first first uh, appearance of Cosmonaut was uh, Jonathan Glampon, but there's been other artists since then. But yeah, I mean, it's it is hard to make facial expressions on a flat surface. It does kind of want. It does kind of make me want to make like get a small sketchbook and just get sketches from different artists of cosmonauts. <laughs> oh my god, LT. Oh, LT. Oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be commissioning Cosmonaut next uh, Comic-Con I go to. <laughs> I think yeah, that so, would be a fun one. Yeah, in that run it's Floria and Underwood are doing uh uh oh sorry the the penciler is Tony Daniels, so he's really doing the expressions. Okay. In the, uh, so, in the Rebirth Suicide Squad. Yeah, but it, I think also you got to give some credit to the inker too, and I don't usually yep. say that in comics, but no, uh, no, yeah, Floria and Underwood are doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. They did a good job. And actually, you know what he reminds me of mostly, uh, like Minecraft. He's a Minecraft character. Mm. I, get, I get that vibe. I don't know what that is, but I will agree with you. <laughs> Mike is old. <laughs> I build stuff. He's like a creeper. Beep, boop. <laughs> All right, does anyone have any last words on uh, DC's misunderstood cosmonaut? No, I, I think my last word is I uh, I had more words about this than I suspected. You did, Josh. Sometimes we, I, I was actually going to do what you do sometimes. Like, I don't know this character and I don't like yeah, this character. I, I was just going <laughs> to sit back and do that. Would you do every once in a while? And I, I do, yeah. Sometimes I coast on characters. I, I'm going to look right into our YouTube audience and be like, yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, meh. 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 I'm glad you found something you can glom onto. And that's why you're a world-class broadcaster, my friend. Moving on. Mikey, what do you got at the front of the long box for us? At the front of the long box, by the time this podcast drops, uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, we have a podcast called The Long Box Guys, which you can listen to on just about every platform available. Google Play, Apple Music or whatever it's called now, iTunes, whatever, uh, Stitcher, Verbal, Podbean, etc. Podbean is the uh, the host of every single episode of The Long Box Guys. So if you want to check out any of our back episodes, that's the place to go. Be warned, we get better as time goes along, and then we get worse, and then we get better because Stacy joined us. But uh, with all that being said, if you are listening to us on our normal podcast, yes, we do have a YouTube channel. It's just search for The Long Box Guys. You'll find it. I wanted to talk about the MODOK TV show, which is dropping on Hulu this coming Friday, which for those listening, this will be this past Friday, so you, those of you in the future, I am so jealous of you because you've gotten to see MODOK. What does MODOK mean, boys and girls? Murderous organism yep. designed only for killing. Murderous? Mechanized? Mechanical? Mechanized. Mechanized. I'm going to stick with my slur. <laughs> And I am very – so Patton Oswald is playing Modoc, who is in the middle of getting divorced. Uh, and it features him and his family life. He, his uh, ex well, – soon-to-be ex-wife is dating Wonder Man, voiced by Nathan Fillion, 
which is just so perfect. And he has appeared earlier as Wonder Man in the posters in a Marvel in Marvel movies. So. Oh, it's That's true. This is yeah. canon. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, canon. <laughs> oh yeah, no one else can play Wonder Man now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Except for maybe Jim Steranko is an old Wonder Man. All right, um, all you right. know I want to shit in everything you do and say, but that's a good call, Mike, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the motor thing looks great. Uh, I actually had to reorder Hulu because I canceled it a while ago, and I'm like, "Fuck, I can't not see Modoc." God damn it! <laughs> I was about to, you know, I, I was looking for it this week because I didn't realize it drops uh, on Friday, and then I noticed I never watched Hellstrom. I watched like. One episode. I watched as many as a human being could stand. So I'm a couple ahead of Tommy, uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that to be good so bad, so bad. Did Stacy? Did you watch Hellstrom? I I didn't. I I meant to, and then I just decided I didn't care. <laughs> I, I didn't watch any of it. Did it feature the psychosensitive metal of his Nether <laughs> Trident? We're not, we're, not, we're not going into this again. We're not going into this again. Uh, go back and listen to the Son of Satan podcast if you would like yeah. to uh, relive this. If you have, if you have seen Hellstrom, or if you've seen Modoc and want to talk to us about it, the best way to get a hold of us is to reach over to Twitter and tweet us at the Longbox Guys, or you can. Email us, and we will read your email on the air, no matter how filthy it is. Uh, well, maybe. We like maybe it not. No, maybe. No, not if it's problematic. Yeah, if it's if problematic is one thing. Filthy, we don't I mean, mind. If it's problematic, I'm in IT, and we're going to find out who you are, where you live, and we're going to attribute every fucking word you say to us. Yeah. So problematic, make it as problematic as you want, but it's going to be attributed to you, <laughs> like at your address, with your... With your license plate displayed on YouTube. But go ahead. If go it ahead, starts off with something like, we're going to storm your house the way me and my friends stormed the Capitol building, expect that's going to get reported. But if it starts off with, dear Longbox guys, I never thought something would happen like this would happen to me. <laughs> and then you start talking to us about yeah. a sexual encounter with who a guy who claimed he was Hellstrom. We will definitely read that. Yeah. It probably won't yeah. be on YouTube because... And then I'll be taking my chances. You're a lovely lady in Modoc cosplay. <laughs> so, Modoc yeah. Cosplay. Let's hope that happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can email us at luckybastard at thelongboxguys.com. Or you can go to our website, which has not been updated in over yeah. three years. Fuck what? Yeah. I updated it. As soon as you shat on me last week, I fucking updated it. Holy crap. Our website has been updated. What? Just barely. Does Stacy have a profile on our website? Not now? yet. Stacy, send me your profile information. Go to the website. Try not to read too much, and send me your your uh, a bio and a uh, and a little picture of yourself. And okay. uh, or I'll steal something I enjoy from Instagram and screw what you actually send me. And uh, <laughs> and then I will put a bio up of you. Stacy's a human yeah. female. <laughs> well, Stacy has some awesome Jurassic Park shit on Instagram. True, true. So maybe true. I'll, well, okay. So maybe there's just a Jurassic Park page on our website now. Who knows? Anyway, carry on. You just uh, should totally some... link her uh, Instagram to our webpage, which is you what? Should totally do that. I can do that too. 
What's your web or your Instagram? My Instagram, it's uh, at Geeky Vixen. You know what you also should link? Our Patreon account. Because every week that we do a podcast, and sometimes weeks we don't do a podcast, we actually put out a Geek Leak. It's a extra bonus podcast on Patreon for our Patreon backers for a mere $1 a month. Shut your whore mouth. Are you saying for $1 a month, the price of a hand job in Hell's Kitchen, I could get another podcast every single week? Where does Hell's Kitchen start in Manhattan? I'm just trying to, I mean, asking for. You're a just price thing. shopping, is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask anywhere to, where to go, and then go the opposite direction. In the Javits Center. It's right there. there. So, yes, we have a podcast called The Geek League where we talk about other geeky stuff we're doing other than comic books. And we've lately been on a kick uh, called Dead or Alive where we talk about old sitcoms and try to figure out if the stars of said sitcoms are dead or alive. If that yeah, sounds... Mean, Mike means Mike. <laughs> that sounds at all interesting to you uh, Or if you're like You know what I want to do good in the world Because every dollar we get from In our Patreon account Goes to the Elizabeth Peabody House Food Bank Which our good friend Tom runs How many people do you guys feed every week? Uh, on average we're feeding uh, Between 60 and 80 families Every single week uh, They get three big bags of food We try to make it enough to last almost a week uh, and uh, we do our very best to help as many families as we can. The need has never been greater, and we do thank everyone who uh, chips in. So, yeah, for $1 a month, you can help support uh, hungry families and get an extra podcast from us. That's a, that's a, that's a bargain. Bargain at twice the price. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob, from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob-type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, Comics Talk. For comics fans. Tommy, what do you got at the back of the long box? Uh, I have a comic book called Wittershins by Kate Ashwin. Uh, published by Kate Ashwin. Uh, it's available on Comixology. And it is a delightful kind of all-ages comic about this gentleman who was in wizard school and kind of flunked out. Uh, he had a... Uh, natural talent for doing fake magic or the kind of magic we have in the real world and he sort of hooked up with a private investigator uh, on the search for these king of thieves that are trying to steal this mark of the king of thieves and it leads off to this adventure that was a pretty nice like I said all ages kind of comic but that was entertaining and uh, wholesome it's a good sort of young Sherlock type vibe in the comic. And it was just a, a pleasant little read. It was like 68 pages long for the first uh, issue. And it encompassed an entire storyline. And it was nice. It was a nice, quick storyline and good little comic. Where did you find this comic? I found it on Comixology, just rummaging through. Mm, cool. that and I was like, yeah, it sounds interesting. You know what I was most impressed about? That you nailed the name of the writer and artist without any trouble. Because usually you go for those European comics where it is impossible to pronounce those folks' names. So I'm duly impressed, sir. Look, I am always trying to bring something obscure to this podcast. And if sometimes that is from the European 
community and uh, from countries where I cannot pronounce it, pronounce any of the names, then uh, so be it. But, so uh, be it. I like, to, I like to, to read a lot of the uh, not-so-mainstream comics and uh, bring them to the forefront. We respect that about you. We do. Mm-hmm. And in no way do I think you're just clanging your own belt there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, that was a bit of a tangent. What do you got for a tangent for us, buddy? So this week at my house, uh, I have been getting quotes to build a new back patio. And uh, in my weakened state, uh, my uh, I've been uh, taking flack. I decided, you know what, I'm just going to I'm gonna take on a little project. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, you know. Re, you know, put a new concrete pad down myself, just pour it over the top, see what happens. And so I, uh, I, I cleared out the, uh, I had this like little layer over my, my concrete patio, uh, these little, uh, like comfort pads that you put over, took them all off, brushed everything down, and then decided to, you know, power wash the patio and prep. And I see, uh, as my, uh, as everything explodes while I power wash it, uh, that, <laughs> That my original assumption of how shoddy it was was actually way shoddier. I, I was actually surprised how much shoddier they had poured this pad than I had originally thought. And so I just wanted to hear other people's horror stories about either home projects or something you got you dug into just a little too deep. I, and they call it a mine. <laughs> That's my back patio. <laughs> Uh, I got a great one. Uh, when I was living in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, I commissioned, uh, I don't want to say the name of the hardware store, uh, to make me a patio. And they do it right in the store. They bring all the stuff out. And they brought all the stuff out. And instead of hand unloading the wood, they brought with them to my little yard a um, a forklift. And I thought, that's not a lot of wood. You didn't really have to bring a forklift with you. They were bringing the forklift into the backyard. The forklift sank in the mud hit the side of my house and broke a window, a window frame and cracked a bit of a wall in. And I lost my mind because it was leaning against there. And I thought it was just going to go right through the wall. I'm like, all right, listen to me. We're friends right now because this thing hasn't gone through the wall, but you got to get this thing off my, my house. I mean, it was, it was very precarious. And uh, I started taking pictures and filming what they were doing, and like, oh, you can't take pictures of that. I'm like, uh, this is my house. You're damaging it right now. I wouldn't say another word to me about any of this if I were you. And these guys, it was like the Three Stooges trying to get this, this thing out of my house. And um, long story very short, they finally get this thing off my house. They send a team out of good contractors to fix the door, the window frame that they broke, fixed the window, fixed the wall, rebuttressed the wall, and then they fixed, they did my patio for free, and then they gave me $2,000 worth of credit because they tore up the yard, and I said, you know what, you guys, with this thing, you gotta fix the yard, like, we'll just give you $2,000, do it yourself. So they gave me $2,000 worth of store credit, and I, they hand it to me, and I walk in the back, and I buy a $10 shovel, and I put it on the thing, <laughs> and the guy looked at me like, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it took to fix my lawn. I just kind of redid the whole thing. But it took me all day. It wasn't $10,000. It took me all day. 
And that's my horror story about someone trying to do something in my house. So in my old house in Metairie, I had a pool, which was an above-ground pool. It was fine when our good friend Andy lived there because Andy liked the pool and maintained it. Andy had unfortunately moved away, leaving me with the responsibility to take care of this pool, which I did not do. And due to lack of maintenance, it broke, and uh, I was trying to get all of the water out of it, and I could not do it. Like, the the whole hose mechanism did not work at all, and I was like, you know what? I don't care about this pool. I started to try to nail holes <laughs> into the side of the pool to get the water to come out. It did not work. Like, I, uh, it was... I could not get this pool. Like, I couldn't kill it. So I I put it on Craigslist. I'm like, look, anybody who wants a pool can go to my house and I will give you the pool. You just have to disassemble it and take it away. And nobody took me up on that offer. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get rid of this pool myself. I thought about it, Tom, but I lived in a city, so I wasn't going to go shoot the pool, although I wanted to. So I spent several weekends trying to figure out how to disassemble a pool. And then New Orleans got evacuated because of Hurricane Katrina. And when I came back, the pool was destroyed. The only good thing to come out of Hurricane Katrina was the destruction of this pool that I hated and wanted to destroy. And the insurance company paid me for it. The only guy who well made played. out from Katrina, my yep. good friend Mike Brandy. Yeah, it's called a battle axe. That's how you get rid of pools. Yeah. Oh my God, I hated this pool. Same way Josh got rid of that couch band in San Francisco. Yeah. Battle axe. Put that thing down a trash chute. <laughs> trash chute. We were like 15 <laughs> floors up. We couldn't get rid of this couch. Josh, like, gave me a couple hours. And he pulled out an axe. And we just fed pieces down that trash chute for the rest of the night. Uh, so satisfying. <laughs> So sad. If you ever really want to just like release some tension, man, just take a battle axe to something. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's you know, it feels good. It was not at all easy. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, you got one for us? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, last year I got four yards of dirt and was regrading uh, part of my lawn, and I'll probably be doing more of that this year with the, uh, the massive trees that I had taken down recently. Uh. But yeah, moving dirt, uh, and also when we when we cleared an area for our garden, we turned over the soil, and there were tree roots that were probably about four inches in diameter that we had to cut out of the ground. So that was a bit more of a project than we were expecting. You are not in the running for best story. I'm sorry, it's no pool. <laughs> Stacy, how about you, buddy? Yeah, it's it's hard to top the pool story. I I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything that that really turned out to be bigger than we expected. I I think the the worst I, the worst thing I've ever done with home improvement is we were repainting our living room in our last house, and I uh, stepped in the paint once. <laughs> I fell and sat in it once. Like it was. I, 
by the end of that day, I was like, I'm done. We, I know we have more to do, but I'm going to leave the house tomorrow. And I made my husband finish because I was like, I'm done. I'm making more of a mess than anything. Yeah. I, I hate painting. My wife uh, absolutely 100% does the painting. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving for Pensy on this weekend. She's painting the bedroom just because I'm out of the house and I'm uh, out of, underfoot because I just don't like doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's messy either. and sticky and smelly. I just don't like it. Tommy, I got a better uh, story from you. Uh, we went to take all the shingles off his mom's roof, and his mom's got a little salt to her, a little salty. And she goes, Ma, because he was supposed to be there the day before. He's like, Ma, no, my, my parents didn't tell me about this project <laughs> well, until, until the project to... was going to begin. And this I was back when I was in college. I and... took off the roof with a snow shovel, and I'm shoveling off all these, these, these shingles. And Tommy goes, see? It's going real. Uh, it's going real fast, and uh, uh, I got twice the help. And his mom kind of looks over at me and goes, "Tommy, remember what your mom said?" No. What five times the help than you? Wow. <laughs> like holy shit! Oh, wow. Because she was still mad that he didn't come the, the day before. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't tell me about this project, and I already had plans. And I'm like, no. Uh, I'm an adult now, and you need to tell me about these things beforehand. I will come tomorrow, and I will try to bring help. How dare you, sir? Your mom was a saint. You should have just dropped everything when your mom said she needed something. Yeah, you didn't have to live with her. If I didn't didn't make those boundaries... When I was living in a single room in a shared bathroom in a crappy crappy redone hotel your mom sent me some of the shittiest meals i've ever eaten but she sent them and i was surprised you referred to tom's mom as salty because she would not put salt on food salt was the that's what was the only thing she put on food she put pepper on food she had no spices in her cabinet it's crazy she made me potatoes once it was just potatoes and she took a hammer or something too <laughs> no spice, no butter, no oh, yeah. milk. Hammered potatoes. Oh, uh, but I loved your mom. She was she always sent me food and I'll always remember her for that. She was terrific. As terrible as it was, it was terrific. <laughs> uh all right. You guys ready for a quick game of three to eighteen? Yeah. Let's do it. We're gonna go with regional drinks. Stacy, you might be out of this one if you've never had this drink. Snake bite, three to eighteen. Tommy. Oh, I'm sorry, not the snake bite, not the snake bite, the bushwhacker. That's the one I was going for this week. Bushwhacker. Maybe I got the name wrong. What's that drink we get down in Pensacola, the bush something? I don't get that. I get a scotch. A frozen drink. Yeah, I get a scotch. Scotch with ice on it? Oh, the one at the, the, the hotel bar, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a regional drink. It's only. It's not only in Pensacola, but Pensacola is known for it. It's called the bush... Snake or something, bushwhacker, bushwhacker. Probably the bushwhacker. Let's uh, hold on. Yeah, I. It's, it's hard. The bushwhacker. Yeah. It's hard for That's me to bush. rate that because I've always been drunk when I'm be when we've been getting those. So, oh, so Stacy, it's like a chocolate milkshake for drunks. It's delicious. I'm gonna rate it, it is, a sixteen because I like the effect it has on you, Tommy. Thank you. It is four ounces of coconut cream, two ounces of Kahlua, one ounce of black rum, one ounce of creme de cocoa, four ounces of half and half, two cups of ice, one scoop of vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and maybe a little chocolate syrup. 
Yeah, I'm going to give it a 16 also. I've never paid for a bushwhacker, but I have had plenty of them. Uh, <laughs> thanks to, uh, again, Pensacon, where people can win prizes by bringing us drinks uh, when we do our game show. And we don't change the slides, guys. You should all be really good at this game by now, except for Josh's part, which is really hard. By the way, you had one of the math problems wrong. Lady found it. Yeah, I know. That's uh, one of the notes is definitely wrong. I remember getting it wrong at one of the things and not correcting it, so I get it. Uh, Lady cut it right off the bat. <laughs> All right, so uh, Josh, you had one. Did you like it? What was your three day team? Too sweet for you, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was fine. I'll, I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I'll give it a 12. 12? I'm going to give it a 16 myself because I love getting them. It's one of the things I look forward to when I go to Pentagon. Speaking of Pentagon, I'm going this weekend. A lot of the other guys just couldn't make it down this weekend. COVID restrictions. And work restrictions just kind of weighed a little heavy on all of us. Next year, of course, we're going to be right back in the saddle up down there. Hopefully, Stacy will join us. Stacy, this is a great con. Hopefully, next year you come down with us. I'm going to do my best. Oh, uh, we'd love to have you. It's so much do fun. Do you think they're going to do it in February next year? Like they're going to try to retrack it? I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so very okay. much. And uh, Stacy, you got a toy for us? I do. And it was funny that uh, Josh brought up Jurassic Park. Because my figure this week is a Jurassic Park figure. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. This is the <laughs> Jurassic... Uh, well, it's, the line's called Jurassic World Amber Collection. Mm. Um, it's a six-inch scale line. And this one just came out. This is, uh, you know, good old Sam Jackson. Got a waving hand. Hello. <laughs> um, he also comes with uh, his severed arm. Oh, which is nice. pretty gross. <laughs> and, nice. and then probably my favorite, one of my favorite toy accessories ever, this giant computer <laughs> with the <laughs> Jurassic Park map. Nice. Um, yeah. So Comes with like a 386 X. <laughs> look at the, look at the like tower. 16 look at mega that. RAM. That thing's killing it. <laughs> a monitor on this oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh. They should have defended themselves with the monitors in those scenes. Really? Those things are indestructible. Picked up and chucked it at the raptors. And... I remember my brother-in-law's house who ran a freaking, uh, he ran an ISP out of this old four-story, like, uh, clapboard mansion in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. And we were throwing monochrome monitors out of the fourth floor into a dumpster, and they were not breaking. <laughs> Like, I checked. Like, I went down and plugged a couple in, and they came right on. They don't make them like that anymore. They don't make them like that they don't. 90 pounds, completely indestructible, raptor-killing monitors. They could have defended themselves just with their... Raptor smashers, I think is what they call them. I think that's what it was. We got to get Turok one of these things. Yeah, he is, uh, you know. I I think... Oh, my God. Could you imagine if one of those was on the Mir space station and became sentient when it was crashing to Earth, and it would be Cosmo Monitor. Oh. <laughs> or a Turok just had a LCD on the end of an arrow. Yeah. If you guys are wondering who Turok, Turok the Dinosaur Hunter is, go check out one of our old episodes. Yeah. But we also have Timmy the Turok Hunter, who's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dinosaurs, real quick question. Did anyone remember a cartoon? I remember the video game, but I don't really remember the cartoon, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. 
It yeah. Was a, it was a comic book, too. It was a comic yeah. book, too. You guys remember it very well? And a toy line. Yeah. And a toy line, okay. Yeah. I only really remember the video game, which I, I really liked. It was a great side-scroller. I Mike, only, you're making a confused face. No recollection whatsoever. I only knew it as a comic book. I did not know it was something else. Okay. I, I, I just want to, it came up this week, and I just kind of wanted to put that up there. How do you remember it, Josh? I just remember, I remember the comic. I don't remember seeing a cartoon. Turok yeah, is that, episode there was a, there was a cartoon. It wasn't. It was very short lived. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not on for very long at all. Yeah. I really only remember the video game, which is really terrific. Hmm. All right, moving on. I guess that brings us to plugs. Yeah. All right, we plugged Pentagon a little bit, but I'm going to keep going with that just because I'm running uh, four different panels or and or uh, things. Uh, we're doing horrible, horrible stereotypes. Fortunately for us, we got Tony Isabella on that panel, so that's going to make it terrific. Also doing a panel with me, Tony Isabella, is going to be also doing stupid, stupid, stupid superheroes and why we love them. We're going to be talking about really dumb superhero uh, villains that, uh, for some reason or another, really kind of kind of caught on in some way or had a redemption arc or just so ridiculous there's no redeeming like the house that bleeds dough. If that thing gets a story arc redemption, I'll be real surprised. Uh, we're also going to be doing uh, Nerd Karaoke. We're going to be doing the very popular uh, Geek Singalog. And uh, I think that's everything. It's four. Yeah, that's about right. Sure. Yeah, why not? So if you're going to in the Pensacola area, if you're going to Pensacon, look us up. We're going to be there in force. Well, no, we're not. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to try not to go nuts trying to do all this by myself. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Fine. Sure. Well, it... yeah. <laughs> who else has got something to plug? Well, I'd like to I'd thank like... Kirby. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa Pump whoa, the brakes, man. Back it up, fellas. Come on. And signals. I would like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at KirbyCrackleMusic.com. And also, you know what? A shout out to uh, Seth and the boys over at WhoSNextGaming.com. They they had me uh, on their last episode. I was dying because they were talking about how uh, how bad Adam Sandler movies have become. That they believe that there are bad people in the world who do penance by coming home and watching Adam Sandler movies. Which definitely makes me want to create a comic book character or just a character. I don't know what medium, but they, no matter what movie they sit down to watch, it's always uh, Little Nicky. Oh, you picked one of the better ones, man. That's one of the better ones? Oh, yes. Comparatively? What's the one where it's not Jack and Jill, which is maybe the worst movie ever? Jack made? and Jill is so much worse. All right, fine. I'll make it Jack and Jill. That's fine. I've never seen Jack and Jill, so I will take your word for it. I'm suddenly glad I haven't seen Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, he plays himself and his sister. Yeah. Do they yeah. have a sex scene? <laughs> wow. I was just trying to think of how it could get worse. More of a comedy of errors kind of thing meetup, but I don't know. I don't remember. I tried to watch the thing from my brain. And his remake of uh, Mr. Pip Goes to Washington was even worse than that. that Mr. Deeds. Terrible. Yeah. Mr. Smith Goes to his remake of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington was total 
awful. Did you say Mr. Pip, like Dr. Pepper. I, I said Mr. He Pip. said like Mr. Pip. Mr. Then he, it's thank you, Mr. Mr. Deeds goes to yeah, Mr. Deeds. God, that was unwashable drag. Yep. Even Winona Ryder could save that piece of crap. So if you want to bash Adam Sandler, go ahead over to our Patreon page, patreon.com, and, uh, yeah, just write crap about him on it. Cause yeah, fuck that guy. He's uh, one of our Patreon uh, backers, so he'll definitely see it. Oh, yeah. see Precious Gems? Brilliant. Yeah. Hit it out of the park. Precious Gems and Punch Drunk Love. Those are both brilliant Adam Sandler movies. So we can, we can also point out his, his, his great stuff. But we won't. I just did. It's too late. You... It's the wedding singer is his best movie. Drew Barrymore's adorable. It's trying. It might be his best movie. I really love. I really, really like Happy Gilmore. Me too. I love Billy Madison. It's so quotable. Like that's that's one that I really? say things. Do a quote. Uh, if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> All right, you got one. That was actually a good quote. Right. <laughs> what about That's you, what? sideburns? You want some of this milk? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, you got me. Yeah. Yeah, but Happy Gilmore's like, he's got the Bob Barker fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want some Bob? Price is, Price wrong, is wrong, Bob. Bitch. Price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> Uh, it was great stuff. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> oh, the 90s. Go ahead, Tommy. Do it. I would like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. Geekorthodox.com. Purveyors of fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, socks, baseball tees, baseball hats, you name it, they yeah, got it. it. Fucking t-shirt. True bastard Brad. Nice stuff. Nice uh, shirt. Yeah. Nice t-shirt. Yeah, nice Ooh, nice one for Tommy, too. You got the Stark Industries. Good looking. And uh, happy birthday to Ian Leno also. By the time this podcast drops, it'll have been his birthday. Cool. Good for him. Nice. 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 Right. Oh, also... Geeky Vixen, you're, you're on like nine different podcasts. Uh, drop a little knowledge on us. Name a couple. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm basically the, uh, if you're familiar with Hollywood Squares, I'm usually the center square on the podcast on the RetroNetwork.com. Um, we just recorded one last week. We did another, uh, Paul retro... Yeah, or, uh, Jim J. Bullock oh, or Jim J. Joan Bullock. Rivers. Yeah. Um, Paul Lynn, Joan, yeah. Um, we just recorded one last week that was another game night. We did Bracket Madness. We ranked the best action TV shows of all time. Oh, wait. Who, okay. No? Okay. I don't want to spoil the top one, but give me, like, three, four, five. Oh, gosh. Um, trying to think. Magnum P.I. Um... I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the exact. Okay, we'll like, go watch it. Three, four, and yeah, five. We'll go, yeah, we'll go watch go, it. I, I'll post it. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, we did. I did talk a lot about Highlander uh, because it's one of my favorite action TV shows. Um, that didn't make number one. It did not make number one. No, there. It should have been number one. I know. It could only be I number tried. one. I tried. I tried. 
Yeah. Oh, we talked about Dukes of Hazzard. We talked about Airwolf. So if you're a fan of Ernest Borgnine. And who isn't? TV. Right. Who isn't? Who isn't? Mike, what's my favorite Ernest Borgnine uh, uh, trivia? Uh, I bet I could guess. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to guess? Sure. The Academy Award winner for Marnie. Does it involve his wife? Does not. It involves his military service. Oh, well, never mind then. It's changed over the years, but now he's the seventh most decorated uh, uh, veteran. Oh, wow. Well, is he still alive? At the time, was living veteran. I don't know if Bernie Spartan is still alive. Oh, save it. Save it for dead or alive next week. We're going to be doing McHale's Navy. Oh, Hunter had to be the number one. Nobody even mentioned Hunter. Are you bullshit? It's got to be MacGyver. Who are you kidding? It's got to be MacGyver. Nope. Nobody mentioned the Equalizer. Die in a heap, Starsky Hutch. Hunter! Somebody did talk about Walker, Texas Ranger, and I almost left. Oh, my God. Have you seen the horrible dreck that is the new Walker, Texas Ranger? God, no. My dad made me watch all the originals when I was younger. I'm not watching the new one. That's all abuse. I watched the pilot episode because I love the guy who plays Walker, Jared, whatever unpronounceable name he has. Padalecki. Sure. If you say so. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, this is no supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I would like to thank, uh, or plug, I should say, oldgatorgames.com. A uh, friend of the podcast, John Larson, has retired from the military and has started his own gaming company. His first module called... Blood and the Brood Mother is going to be dropping on Kickstarter soon. So we're going to try to have him on our podcast soon to talk about D&D and uh, his uh, new venture. Well, that sounds great. All right, I guess that kind of does it for us, guys. Any last-minute things? One more plug. One more plug. I would like to plug Downwind Kites. If somebody tells you to go fly a kite, then go to Downwind Kites and buy your kite there. It is the perfect time of the year to buy a kite. Is it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty windy here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. All right. Mikey, what's this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. Josh, your house. Still your sector. Memorial Day, board games, my sector. Boom. But we're starting to, we're double backs. We're starting to get out of that sector. Tommy, any words of wisdom for us? If you haven't gotten that shot, get that shot. Get that shot. Get double get shot. That shot. Take it three times. Who cares? <laughs> Stace, what do you got to say to us? Um, I got to say, related to getting your shot, a lot of places are saying you don't have to wear a mask, but don't feel like you got to take that mask off if you're not comfortable. That's right. You still go wanna, yeah, you still want to protect yourself and others, even if you're vaccinated. Go ahead and do it. And please, people, don't. Don't. Be the police in this. Don't shame other people. Remember, we're all in this together. You know, you don't have to yell at people if they're out and about not wearing a mask. You don't have to, you know, put on your mask in a, in a fit of rage. You don't have to do anything. Just be safe and, and try to be comfortable out there. It's going to be a weird couple of weeks. 
maybe even a weird let rest of the year, but let's let's try to be nice to each other out there. And don't forget what I always say. Don't kiss what you hate, just promote what you love. You live longer. Thank you for the long box, guys. Oh, 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 o